the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. This is Randy Adams of LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. I'm here with my mentor and best friend, Steve Sorensen from Bridgeway Church. Steve, how you doing? Randy, it's another wonderful day in the Lord. You know, if I was any better, I'd have to be twins. I think that God blesses us, you and I both, uh, way beyond what we deserve. But anyway, everything is going well with me. Uh, no for sale sign in the yard. I think all is well. I hope that you're enjoying this program here. I hope that you're learning something. I hope that you're understanding what we're trying to bring and what we're, I'm trying to do. It's not me. Uh, the good Lord told me that I needed to give back, and that's free. My website's free. This radio show to you is free. But we want you to tell your friends. The payment, I take that back. You owe me. To tell your friends and neighbors to listen to us. Now, you know, Randy, one thing that we missed last week that uh, is kind of a staple for the program oh, yeah. is you get to uh, uh, talk about title loans. Yeah, I forgot about that last you week. You know, we I just didn't talk it. about it. I, I thought about it when I was saying goodbye, and I couldn't <laughs> slam it in there. You know, I walk into auctions all the time, and you wouldn't think dealers would be listening to this show. But I've got lots of new and used car dealers. In fact, we've got a new car dealer, Don Dumford, Chaparral Ford, Divine, Texas, is sponsoring the San Antonio show now. Uh, he listens to it, him and his wife. They enjoy it. So I have so many dealers listen to my show. But you know what they all say? Keep up the good work and tell everybody how bad title loans are. 330% interest. You borrow 5000 you owe 900 that's almost 20% the first 30 days. You pay six months, and you pay back more than you borrowed, and you still over 20 months. And they still payments, got your title. And they still have your title. And they they repo 98% of the cars that they make a loan on. What a shocking number. 98%. That's, that's the state's number. 98 out of 100 cars the, the are state. confiscated. Yeah. After you made payments and payments back to them, gave their money back that they loaned you, then you lose your car, and then they sell it and make money. Again. Again. They've already got their money back. They've already made a little profit. Now they sell your car, and they get it doubled up or tripled up. Oh, yeah, and I've seen them where they've made three and 4000 on the car that they had repoed on a title loan. Now, it just isn't right, is it, Randy? Because, you know, we think... You know, if a guy was a schemer, he said, I'm going to go title loan. I'm going to get 100% for my vehicle, and then I'm just going to go, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to pretend I sold it to him. They won't give you but 70 or 80% of the value if if you got good credit. That's right. They won't give it to you, and they sell them at the auction. Uh, the auctions in San Antonio run 50 to 100 a week. They sell. Out of the title loan. Company. Out of the title. That's just title loans. Well, that doesn't count the. Uh, the car rental companies, that doesn't count the dealers, that doesn't count the wholesalers, that, nothing. And the managers of the title loan places that come and represent the cars tell them that they're starting where the loan started. In other words, if you borrowed $2,000, they start that the bidding at 2000 And 95% of them make a lot of money. Wow. And the so, others just make a little. So they make their money back, they make it again. 
And, and uh, they make profit on your car. And the bad news is you just don't have a car and you don't have the money anymore. No. You, it was so necessary for you to go get it that you spend it on whatever you wanted to. So you're out the money and the car. Randy, how do they fix that? What do they do? Well, go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Describe your car. I'll tell you what I'll give for it if you describe it right. If you miss a couple of things, we may have to knock a little off. We're not like Auto Trader Buying System. I was with Auto Trader Buying System. I'll tell you that right now. I quit them. I signed up for 60 days. I did what I said I would do for 60 days. But they make you an offer on the car. They entice you to come in. And when you put the VIN in on the car, on their system, it automatically drops it quite a bit. Well, it's not treating people right. They're, they're frauding people. I, I got mad at autotrader.com, their buying system. And I told them, I said, I want out. They said, well, you've signed a contract for 60 days. I said, I'm going to do what I said I'd do. And I'll, but the people that come in here, I'm not going to put their VIN number in and, and reduce the price. They had made a gentleman mad on his truck. He had a diesel Chevrolet truck, and he went to the other buying center in San Antonio, and they cut him $3,000 on the truck. Now, that's an uh, this for plain language, this is if I have a car to sell and I bring it to Auto Trader. Well, you take it to their website. Okay, take it to the website, and I say, this, this is it. what I want for the uh, car. No, you describe the car. They make you an offer on the car. Okay, to buy and they, it. And they leave it a little high. And they know they're going to cut it. This gentleman described his truck as diesel, and he described it twenty-seven thousand, and uh, described it, and they offered twenty-seven thousand. When he pulled up to the dealership, they put the VIN number in, and they dropped it down to twenty-four. Said your truck's worth twenty-four thousand because they put the VIN number in, and it's a way of cutting the price and making the guy take less money for the car. Well, it made the guy mad. He happened to listen to my radio show, and he called me. He said, I went to Auto Traders Buying Center, and this is what they did to me. And I said, well, sir, I'd look at your truck. He said, what would you give? I said, I'm close to the 27. I'm not going to guarantee that I could give 27, mm-hmm. but I was thinking 26 to 27. He brought it to me. It was nicer than I thought. I gave him the 27000 I went and sold it 10 minutes later and made money on it. Hmm. But Auto Trader, they want to you know, get you, entice you to come in there and then cut the price. And so that's not the way to do. But if you want to sell your vehicle, before you take it to title loan place, go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com, describe your vehicle. I'll make you an offer on it. And that way you know where you stand. Now, if you're going to sell it to somebody else, add 500 to it. If you're going to retail it, add 1500 to 2000 to it. Make the money what the market is. I'm wholesale market. I'm going to make a little money on it. But you can sell it to somebody else. That way, when you've got it, you can go sell it, tend to your business, and get you some cheap transportation. Because if you take it to a title loan place, you're going to owe 900 if you borrow 5000 in 30 days. If you needed money that bad, do you think you're going to be able to come up with 900 every month for 27, 28 months? There's no way. Unbelievable. And it happens every day. They repo them every day. They make a lot of money. Donald Trump wouldn't couldn't stand three hundred and thirty percent interest. How do you think you could? <laughs> but it happens and you've got to not do it. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors not to go to a title loan. Even if they don't come to me for anything or do anything or come to my website, tell them not to do it. Because it is a really, really bad situation that our state of House of Representatives and senators own the license. I own the license and won't do it because it's too bad. Wow. Well, it's kind of interesting, Randy. Let me uh, change subjects on you. You know what I put on my uh, sign in front of the church the other day? I said, if the uh, if the donkey has let you down and the elephant has let you down, turn to the lamb. That's it. How do you like that? That's good. Uh, turn to the lamb. I don't lamb know, of God. I don't know what we're going to do about the politics, but anyway... Well, not much we can do about it. No, we do what no. we can do, and then we back up and see what happens. Well, uh, I have stated there's two things I like about uh, Trump. Well, number one, he loves America. Number two, he loves capitalism. Other than that, I'm not sure about him. I do know he's better. ABC, anybody but Clinton. <laughs> I know that she's a wacko, and I sure don't want her as a president. 
So I don't know. Well, what's your real feelings yeah, on I know, that? I know, I know. <laughs> uh, you got any kind of emotion wrapped up in that at all? Just, just a little bit. I tell you, I think it's going to be a tough, tough battle for us Christians. I think it's a tough b- battle for people who want to tell the truth. And yeah, no matter truth. who. No matter You know, who. I mean, it's got to the point where uh, I know car dealers have been known to lie, but now politicians and everybody thinks it's norm, you know. Oh, it's, it's encouraged. It's, it's you should expect the lie. Well, you and know, then you live with a stupid and, lie. It's insane. And th- these politicians talk about everybody else being selfish, you know. But we're all selfish. But some of us have a real corner of the weakness of being selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, they. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, you don't think they're not selfish. These politicians want everything their way. You know, uh, it, they're so selfish. They want to control. People, they want to control events all to their benefit. It's insane. And it and it's all self-centered motives, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, nobody for the team anymore. Well, I Those mean. Those days have gone. Uh, I had a guy make fun of me yesterday. I'm driving a Nissan pickup with roll-up windows. And so he wanted to talk to me, so he hit his power window on his truck, let his window down. I reached over there, and I cranked mine down. He said, man, I can't believe you're driving a truck with no power windows. I said, pride left me a long time ago, Bubba. I don't know what about you. And nobody broke your arm, did it? And so, anyway, and he's kind of a unique Christian. Let's put it that way. Be nice. (laughs) So, anyway, he sings in the church, but he loves the needle people. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, we've known a lot of people that uh, had a lot of claims, but... Back to those old buying and selling cars. Now, well, we're not going to get a title loan. We've already covered that yeah. one. But, you know, there's other kind of loans that you shouldn't get, too. You know, there's, uh, tell us about buy here, you know, finance here kind of stuff. Well, You're, you know, and we talked about the new car dealers are starting to finance bad credit. And, you know, what irritates me is people get looked down on people with bad credit. I mean, you never know what put them in that situation. What you divorce know, did to them. <laughs> divorce, what health did. What, you know, uh, the company they were working for go busted. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of situations that can happen. And if your credit gets bad right now, I would go to a new car dealer. I'd shop me about 10 new car dealers till I found one that would finance me. But you got to watch out. Don't let them charge 26.7 on a new one. That's legal, isn't it? No, not not on a new one. Oh, it is not. What's the legal light? Uh, legal on a new one's probably seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. I'd have to double check. Used that on sure. twenty six, twenty six point seven eight. I happen to know that one exactly because you know people with bad credit. Sometimes you got to pay your the penalty for having bad credit. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, but shop price. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're valuable customer to them. You've got down payment and you can make a payment. I got news for you. They love you. They want you. But the problem is. Make sure that they're not charging you. I know some buy here, pay here places that charge ten thousand profit on a car, and wow. then charge you twenty seven percent interest. You know, this doesn't get better. The brilliant does. people of the world saying compound interest. Albert Einstein said compound interest is the worst thing in the world. Now you said it. The, the Einstein said the eighth wonder of the eighth world. Eighth wonder of the world. So paying twenty seven percent interest on compound. ten thousand. With, on ten thousand profit, ten thousand profit, a dealer's charging you for a vehicle. I told you about a lady came to me. She started listening to my show too late. She bought an '08 Impala, owed twenty-eight thousand on it. She'd owned it at that time, I think, two or three months. Traded in a thousand dollars cash in a thousand dollar car, and she still owed twenty-eight thousand. That poor lady. I felt sorry for her. There's nothing that we could do for it. Nothing, you know. But a lot of people feel like they're a settler. That commercial on they people. settle. Uh-huh. Yeah, we settle on owing too much. We settle on getting ripped off because my credit's bad. We settle on I don't deserve that. But they, you don't need to be a settler. You're a, you're a child of God, and you can pick your head up, and you can make it work. You may have to drive something that's not as shiny as your neighbor. Get good cheap transportation. What does Dave Ramsey talk about and all his his wisdom? You know, make it work. Find you that cheap transportation to get around. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Be open-minded and willing to change and to learn because you can do it. We can teach a porpoise to play basketball. We can sure teach you how to buy and sell cars. 
Well, the porpoise pays attention. Well, maybe so. <laughs> you know, we what what our friends are about. You know, we benefit from eat, knowing each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want Learning you to know from me. Somebody Learning from somebody, somebody that's experienced in that part. You know, why do I want to fail where somebody else failed if I can learn from their failure? Well, let say that again. <laughs> I said, why? Do I want to fail after somebody else has already failed at the same thing when I can learn from their failure? Well, we need to watch our friends and neighbors and see what they're doing. You know, generally what we do is we say, oh, that never happened to me. Oh, no, I wouldn't fall for that. Oh, no, I wouldn't. And then, boy, they walk on a car lot, Randy, and it's it's just death row. Uh, well, now they're saying in these magazines that I get, get three guys, partner them all up, find out which attitude which personality fits the buyer keep working till you find the right guy that's a right fit to sell them now we're talking from the dealership's the perspective dealership. you got three salesmen standing around find the guy that makes you feel best about you yeah that fits your personality right and in in common things and let them go to work on you you know you're in trouble. And everybody's watching. Everybody's backing up. You know you're in trouble when one of those guys say, uh, well, what do you do for fun? He said, well, I'm a golfer. You know, if I could get out of this dealership, I would too. I'm a golfer. I've been golfing for years. I blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, we're talking about uh, uh, this guy that took out a double eagle, and we're talking about this, and I'm buying a car, and I don't even know what, it, what I paid for it. I watched a gentleman one time. This was about 25 years ago. I was waiting. I was picking up some cars that were traded in. And this gentleman walked, these people walked in, and he noticed that they had a pack of cigarettes. The husband had a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. They went outside and lit up a cigarette and was smoking, looking at a couple of vehicles. They picked one out, brought it, came back in, sat down. And, you know, our dealership stopped letting us smoke in in the office, you know. And I guess that's a good deal. And he just started talking about smoking and how much he enjoyed smoking and how his wife nags about him quitting. And his wife smoked and this guy smoked. And they kept talking about smoking and how long they'd been smoking and what kind of cigarettes they smoked. And he pushed the the uh, contract over and the guy signed it up. And I'm, I'm right next to him. And they never quoted prices. He just signed up and went on. Wow. So I don't know if he got window sticker or what. I'm not sure the guy knew. He didn't know what, he, know was that didn't know what he was going to do. With... Oh, no. Well, they were about to send him an F and I, and that's when they determined Oh, that. then the smoke starts rolling. Oh, yeah. And this man looked like he wasn't prepared. And he wasn't. No. But he smoked. Oh, yeah. He smoked, and they had something he, in common. He had a friend that smoked with him. Unbelievable. And, well, it's what you've got in common is what works in salesmen. My son told me that they needed a, um, his mother-in-law owns a ranch up in Comfort, Texas, and told him, said, uh, we need to buy a tractor. And so my son was checking everywhere about a new tractor. Came in one day, sat down, and I said, well, did you buy a new tractor? He said, no, but I found a guy I'm going to buy it from. I said, he what? Liked him. He said, no, the guy's knowledgeable, and he sounds like he's honest, sounds like he's fair. You know, he said, that's who I'm going to buy the tractor from. And he bought it, and he bought it from him. Wow. Well, you know, Randy, uh, uh, boy, speaking of tractors, that's an interesting thing, because I know that you every once in a while get a tractor to sell and that kind of thing. But uh, I've got 10 acres of property out at our church, and uh, I we're riding around on one of these zero-turn lots, and it's, you know, you just do an awful lot of mowing out there, probably four or five, six hours to get 10 acres cut down. Uh so as soon as I get a little shed built, I'm going to get a tractor. Now, because of, you know, who I know, I'm going to call my friend Jack Parker. and I'm going to find me a golf course tractor. And when it doesn't have the big cleats on it to tear up the field, and uh, but he'll get me one. And so it's important that you know who you're dealing with all the time. Tell us that phone number again. Mine is 830-625-7159. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Easy process of finding out what your trade's worth. Just follow the process of describing your car. Take a good look at it. Take 15, 20 minutes to look at it. Turn around, walk off, come back, look at it again so you don't miss nothing. And describe your car, and I'll make an offer on it. Now, the other side, you've walked through it, 
and you find out what your credit score is, be sure you go to ftc.gov, and that's Frank, Tommy, Charlie.gov, and find out what your credit rating really is. And if you've got some issues on it and needs to be cleaned up, and if your credit's bad and you want to clean it up, you can go to Kendall Peterson, and let me give you his phone number, but be sure and tell him that Randy Adams sent you, and that's 361-739-7163. Kendall will be glad to help you with your credit to straighten it up. And I'm going to tell you, he doesn't charge very much to really help you save a lot of money and be able to buy some stuff that normally you couldn't buy. Yeah, he's a restore guy. He's going to help you out. As a matter of fact, I think that's a, I rest- I restore. I restore. Uh-huh. And he does a great job. Uh, nice guy, too, Randy. I've enjoyed meeting him and talking with him, uh, as you have. And uh, he's uh, he's a supporter of the program, and that's always good. And a listener. Yeah, and a listener. And Listen, a listener. How do, if we need a sponsor out there, if you met somebody that was really honest and that kind of thing, and he wanted his name associated with uh, how to buy and sell used cars, how would they do that? Just give me a call. We'll be glad to talk to you about it, Steve and I, and see if you're a fit for our our show. And, we, you know, we'd be glad to talk to you, just like Elko uh, Auctions in Odom, Texas, Danny mm-hmm. Jennings, is a lead sponsor on this show. We talk about him, and first uh, Saturday every month he has an auction in Odom, Texas. My son went to it last month, and he thoroughly enjoyed it, and we bought some trailers out of there. Kitchen trailers. Kitchen trailers. They got, Kitchens in them. Now, what they have in them? They had sinks and refrigerators stoves and, and stoves. and All kinds. Of, some had freezers. Uh, ran uh, butane stuff. Vendor hoods. Yeah, just all electric hooked up. Now, if somebody wanted one of those, how would they how would they Give us a call, 830-625-7159. We may have one left or I may have another one. I've got some leads on some others that may come through. So They go in a hurry, don't they? Oh, they really do. There's a lot of people out there that want to cook, that want to make a little extra money. And there's a great opportunity. If a person wants to work, he can find a way. Now, it's uh, it's an interesting thing because to get a permit to do that, I think it's only about 100 bucks a year. Yeah, it's not, get not very much. Yeah, it's a, and that guy's up in business. He's driving it back and forth. He's protecting it in his own property, and uh, he's in charge of his own world. That's never bad. The overhead is a lot better than uh, trying to go to work somewhere else and renting a place and kitchens and bakeries and you know, you got to get smart if you're going to make a few extra bucks. Don't give it all away in the overhead. Right. And uh, we've been talking about health sales in San Antonio. you got to make sure that, you know, you get the insurance money because you're buying that car. You're going to own it. You're going to have to resell it. Make sure that you're getting enough money for the insurance damage. I talked last week about a friend of mine that was getting 1200 knocked off, and she was so excited. But really, there was $10,000 damage. And the company the mitsubishi company collected that ten thousand dollars so you know what are you doing about it what are you are you thinking about your purchases what can you live with what you want what you can afford you know you you come from the palace to the prison by when you buy a car sometimes you're doing great you don't have a payment and then you stumble in and uh man you just all for all of a sudden you're in prison for 84 months making payments I had a young lady, Randy, that uh, uh, we helped her get a car, and it was a good car. I mean, it ran well, and it was in great shape. And they called me and they said, would you be offended if we uh, if we turned this in for another car? And I said, well, I, you can't offend me because it's not my car. But I said, uh, what uh, what's the deal? And uh, she said, well, uh, my husband and I think that the gas mileage savings would be really, really good. I said, so today you have... No car payment, and uh, so all you're paying is maintenance and insurance, that kind of stuff. I said, but I said, what's a new car going to cost you? She said, $325 a month. I said, so you're anticipating amortizing that out, that you're going to save $325 in gas every month? She goes, well, why? No. I mean, it was just like that. Well, And I said, so you're going to spend a couple hundred dollars to, to lose, and uh, she kept the car. Well, and she forgot the loss of value of that car. Right. As soon as you drive it off the lot. And it loses every month. You know, but some people are trying to fill a void in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, are they are they just making an excuse to buy a vehicle? Well, don't we do that? You know, you can rationalize anything you want. But here's a secret I've learned in my life. 
that people will do exactly what they want to do, and I don't care what kind of advice you give them. Oh, I've learned that myself. A lot of these people, that, uh, Arnie, my manager in San Antonio, uh, account manager, I've trained him and trained him, and he goes off and does all kinds of crazy stuff on vehicles. And he's got four kids. He bought himself an SS Camaro and got four kids. Where are you going to put them in that Camaro? And you told him, don't do it. And I told him not to do it. And then he's, he's stumbling off going in another direction again. You know, and I had an opportunity for him, and he passed it by. And then he come back and figured out it was a great deal. And he still didn't do it because he was too late. Now, at what point, Randy, do you and I, advice givers, me as a pastor, uh, you as a, a finance guy with automobiles, you with a guy that handles used cars all day, every day, all day long. Uh, at what point do you and I say, you know, let them have at it? Well, the, I let that go pretty quick nowadays. Yeah. I, I tell them the way it is, the way it should be, and I let them go. And somehow and we it, go to sleep at night because we told them. Yeah, well, at one time it affected me, and it made me mad when they wouldn't listen to me and it was affecting my right thinking well my relationship with myself thinking i'm doing a poor job i'm doing something wrong i'm not telling them right i i even take that battle up in the church house uh surprisingly enough i tell people on a regular basis i said look everything i'm going to tell you is from my perspective i'm reading the word of god i'm showing you the scripture i'm showing you what it says it my job is done at the end of that sermon. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Give us that phone number and tell us about that, how to buy and sell cars. Learn to buy and sell cars.com and the phone number is 830-625-7159. Any questions, be glad to talk to you. Be glad to buy your vehicle. Uh, we buy lots of vehicles. We buy about 200 vehicles a month. So we'll buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It doesn't matter. If it's got some kind of value and there's somebody else out there that we think we can sell it to, we're, we're in it. We want to try. We want to help you. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, I'll give a little bit too much or I'll give a little bit too less. But really, the car business is a game of opinions. It is. When it comes to, the va- yeah. comes to the value of your car. You know, you you just never know. You got to be able to sell it to somebody else. Somebody else has got to want it. I had a guy show up with a, a four hundred thousand mile diesel truck the other day, and uh, he wanted a lot of money for it. And I said, I just don't have anybody that would buy it. He said, oh, There's a lot of people who would buy this unit. I said, Would you buy a four hundred thousand mile used vehicle diesel? Well, no, not me. So I ask him, what? Why are you bringing it yeah. in here to sell it? Yeah, you don't want it no more. And and that's what new car dealers do. They beat you up on your trade. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you've got right now, and here I've got an article, used car prices are falling for the first time since 2008. Used car prices look to suffer their first meaningful, de- uh, meaningful decline since 2008. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, it's the high miles rough ones that are depreciating it's not the good clean low miles good stuff this is desirable there's still in fact right now the market report at the auctions are good clean low mileage cars are bringing well over book where high mileage rough cars are not bringing anything you know so it says the used car guide is dropping five to six percent this year well it drops every year at least that so they're just making a big deal and this is Alex Rosenberg of CNBC Business. They're just making a big deal of normal drop of value of, mm-hmm. of vehicles. Now, didn't you suggest, Randy, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to put it back in the prediction category. Uh, the end of last year, you were saying that typically a political year, a presidential political year, uh, the car business kind of takes a hit anyway, doesn't it? I don't know if it's people uncertain who's going to be running our country or I don't know what it falls, but every election year, the car business, money doesn't flow as well. What's surprising me is real estate is up and everybody's trying to buy it. So we're seeing a lot of that going on in San Antonio. But really, I I think the presidential race does have something to do with it. How many 
politicians are, are bad-mouthing the economy, all of them. All of them. They, they, that's how they're going to get in. They bad-mouth the country. They bad-mouth everything around. People take that in effect, and it affects them, and it affects their purchases. Plus, you know, people are just not making the money they used to, especially in the oil fields. I was talking to a guy that tried to hire two oil field mechanics uh, off the oil field because they didn't have a job, you know, and they saw we're not going to work for that, you know. You're going to continue not working, huh? Yeah. No, no. They wanted more money in order to go to work. Yeah, they made a lot of money out on the oil field. That's a big, big paying job. But when it caves in, you got a family to feed. You better figure something out. Well, be content, be thankful, have joy, be happy, be humble. We all have the choices, the same choices. It's what you want to do with your life. I hope that you find uh, your purpose in life. I hope that you find your ministry in life. I hope that you're helping somebody, lifting them up. Because we all need it. We all need people that we, you know, are committed to, that uh, we know and we love, and that can help each other grow. And that's what we need. Be content. Be thankful, full of joy and happiness, and be humble. Yeah. Randy, our lives are, are very, very interesting. Well, back to that uh, that car buying business, uh, if I had to, let's let's go back to those magazines a little bit. I those are the most interesting things that people put out, magazines, on how to cheat the public. I think it's going to be very interesting as we take a peek at some of the things that they actually say in there to tell a salesman on how to make sure you don't walk out of there with any extra change in your pocket because they need to find a way to get it. Well, they they, they have classes. They have online classes. They have all this stuff, um, you know, it, even in this F&I, it talked about how uh, bugs, and hey, I just noticed this. Uh, this is the head man of uh, CarMax that wrote this article, you know, and uh, how bugs paralyze people, and they want these F&I people uh, ways of, of uh, says here, the uh, head chief of uh, F&I finds clues to the survival of the F&I department and the harder qualities of a common and durable pest. Well, the pest is a cockroach, and it keeps surviving, and it keeps popping back. Well, that's what they feel like the F&I department is. keeps popping up, keeps making all that money, you know, and that's what they do. You know, that insect is part of that. I guess they we they want to paralyze the customer, mm-hmm. where they can sell them more and do more. Uh, says here, millenniums millennials will trigger material shifts in our priorities and preferences, not only in the section of vehicles, but funding options and protection products. But whether privately owned dealerships and the need of multiple vehicles will continue at current levels. The tightening of state and federal regulations, cupped with the heightened levels of compliance oversight, will continue to update. They're they're worried about what the young people are going to do to the car business. They're afraid that their tremendous overhead, they won't be able to make the money off off of them, and they won't, you know, share ride. They want Uber. They want that other stuff. They don't want to own. They understand. Maybe they understand how much a car eats, what it costs to operate. Well, in cities, Randy, they gave up cars years ago. The younger people, they take taxis. They take Uber. They do exactly that. And uh, why drive a car that you can't find a place to park it? Well, that's true. Uh, I saw in Wall Street Journal six months ago where a lady paid $950,000 for a parking place in downtown New York. One parking spot. I rest my case. And that's something? You know, most people wouldn't pay that for an apartment. Yep. And one parking, just in order to park her car. You know, what a car you could buy for that price. What a house outside the city you could buy. Oh, man. In the driver's seat. This is an article on auto finance. The auto finance industry broke several records 
in the fourth quarter of 2015, with loan balances, new vehicle financing amounts, and monthly payments reaching new heights. And who, well, who is it that's paying all that stuff? Right? We it's, are. People are walking in that door. That's why we think hassle-free auto buying is going to do so well. People don't want to walk in the dealership. They don't want to spend that three, four, five, six hours. I talked to a gentleman the other day that was at a dealership nine hours to buy a new truck. Nine full hours. And uh, he said, Randy, I got to the point where I just wanted to sign and get out of there. I didn't know what I was signing. Let me tell you this. Nine minutes would be too long for me. When they until they come, they start dealing with me. I don't even. I wouldn't even talk to them. Man. Well, the old sports adage that says rules were made to be broken certainly applies to the auto finance industry. Wow, this is all stuff that's in magazines that we get, emails that we get. I had. Uh, I noticed yesterday. I got eight emails from companies wanting to teach us how to sell and make more money, work the F and I and make more money. And they get they get paid to do that. Motivational speakers for crooks. Well, it's, that's about what it ends up to be. I mean, that's where are you going with your purchases? How are you thinking about it? Are you cool, calm, and collected, confident in control, not a preferred customer? Preferred customers, customer that that's on the radio stations that send you to his dealerships and they make a lot of money on those customers. And the reason I know, I know five of their ex-managers. He told me how much money they were making. Just you, by calling you preferred. Oh, yeah, preferred. You, We all want to feel special, don't we? Well, when, they, when you walk into their office, you're preferred because you got oh, the money. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's nothing you did. There's no special thing that you got going. They don't know you from... Uh, from anybody on the face of this earth, you just get a blank thing in the in the mail, and away you go. That's it. You're special, though. Oh, uh, you're special. All right. To them, you are, because you put the turkey on their Christmas table. Oh, yeah. And you, and uh, so many people don't realize they're a valuable customer and that you've got the advantage of saying no. But how many people do that? They give it up. Oh, no. They, yeah, they give it all up. I still love Proverbs 1.5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Oh, you betcha. You better learn. You better be prepared when you walk into the F&I department or these dealerships. See, that wisdom thing, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, Randy. Knowledge is the gaining of information. Wisdom is how to apply that knowledge. And if you don't have wisdom, man, that knowledge will get you in serious trouble. Well, You know, desire fans its own fire until it becomes an all-consuming obsession. But also you can refer that to yourself. You want something so bad that you keep telling yourself it it desire fans its own fire, but until it it becomes an all-consuming obsession, obsession. do you buy what you think you've got to have Mm -hmm. even though you can't afford it? Well, here's the problem. When the fire starts, it will burn you up. It won't do you a favor. You know, fire's got some good qualities to it. It'll warm you in the winter and it do those kind of things. But when your your belly is full of fire to something that you probably shouldn't have anyway, it'll eat up your mind. You'll be thinking about it when you should be thinking about something else. You'll be daydreaming about it until you go get it and satisfy your lust. I notice also the dealership uh, lifetime warranties. Lifetime? How's that work? Well, you overpay for everything and else, else you have to take your car to the dealership. There isn't nothing free. No, you got to take it in to get the, the oil, oil change, change, and it gets and they overcharge you on oil change. They tell you you need brakes, and you don't need brakes. Uh, and some of the stuff's covered, and some's not. Of course, the stuff that they charge highly on is is not covered. But, no, I've got a lady friend of mine. Uh, she showed me where she paid four thirty nine for an oil change in order to keep her warranty. There's no periods in there? No. $443.99. No. $439.99. Uh, 
95 cents, I think is what it was. Wow. For an oil change. But she had to have it in order to keep her warranty valid. Now, Randy, I'm going to jump subjects here for just a second. You taught me a trick several years ago about the barium and B12 and automatic transmission fluid. Put a little of that in your gas tank every two or three tanks, and your car will run for a million miles. Isn't that That's what you right. tell me? That's right. It'll uh, clean the injectors and keep it clean and run on. And and uh, I had a man call me that's been listening to my st- show, and uh, his tr- his truck's running really bad, and he wanted to try it. So I gave him the information yesterday, and it's worked many, many times for me. Well, you told me about your guys driving down, wanted to... Uh, Change engines out. No, it was injectors at at Caterpillar. And uh, I had four injectors bad on a four-cylinder Caterpillar engine, and it was 3800 to change those injectors out. And I told them, no, go to the nearest Walmart, get two cans of Behrman's B12 because we had a 50-gallon tank, and two quarts of transmission fluid, pour it in there and drive it back. Oh, boss, take us two hours to get back. Well, what are we going to do, leave it there? Y'all got to walk back. I ain't coming to get you. So they went and did it, and they were home in about 45 minutes. That thing started running like new. It's amazing, isn't it, Randy, what you can do. Now, that both of those, so we're clear, both of those products go in the gas tank. That's correct. I tell that to people, and they look at me like I just fell off a truck. But if they try it, they love it. They love it. I had a doubter. I had a doubter that was a friend of mine that worked on construction. And he came in to see me about a deal, and his truck barely made it in and barely made it out. He got down the street, and I called him. I said, come back here. I need to put something in your truck. I put it in a truck, and he lives at Canyon Lake. He told me when he got to Canyon Lake, it was running like a new one. Wow. The injectors, the fuel injection or something was real dirty. Well, I had to tell one guy. He says that he accused me of being an absolute idiot. And uh, so I took him over to my own truck, and I poured uh, – bottle of barium b12 in it and a quarter atf in it and he couldn't believe i was doing that and uh, i said now if that's not proof enough for you i don't know what is i'm not going to ruin my engine just so that you can have a good time and uh, and laugh at it i have no intention of doing that i've got a 93 dodge diesel that's got a million two hundred thousand miles on it head's never been off never had a problem to replace the the injector pump once and i've used it i've used it actually since 1971 Hmm. in gasoline and diesel that's how much i like it i buy it 10 cases at a time wow i've got it in my office and i keep it handy yeah well i've got to get over to uh uh, one of the parts stores in town and pick up a couple more cases because i'm i'm about to run out but uh you made a believer (laughs) I i put it in lawnmowers i put it in everything yeah, well, you told me one time they didn't recommend recommend it for a diesel, but that didn't work out. It does work. Oh, it works great in a diesel. I've done, like I say, I got a million two hundred thousand miles in a in a Dodge diesel. And here we got another little story. Oh, high mileage, high demand. F and I, they want a hey, F and I financing insurance. That's it, financing insurance product providers and agents are keeping a close eye on used vehicles prices which they say are trending high into the hands of the F&I offices. It's going to the F&I office, the high demand, the high prices. So well, We just read that the prices were going down on the high mileage yeah, cars. They're the ones that put it out. So they put one story going up and the other story going down. Who do you believe, the guy in the middle? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't think they're not trying to turn you and twist you and mix you up and spin you, you know, used vehicle pricing has to give. That's a consensus among market observers to believe the current supply and demand uh, in the new car vehicle market is set to trigger a long overdue correction. They're saying it's ready for a correction. So now you got to make more money in the F&I department because you're not going to make as much money on the ones. On the yeah, on the lot. Well, many people uh, will tell you that they make more money in that than they do on the automobile itself. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. F&I department. Yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago where some dealers are mad at making 1500 per unit. That's average. 
So the ones they don't make nothing, I guess they make 3000 on the other fella. So they've got to stay on top of it in order to make enough money to cover that overhead. And those F&I guys make a pretty doggone good living. Oh, yes. Uh, I know several of them making over 20000 a month. And that's how they, as long as they're good salespeople and they don't miss anybody, that's why so many people are wanting us to buy cars from the hasslefreeautobuying.com because they want us to handle for it, make sure, and they don't have to walk in there and waste all day and, and make a mistake because, like I said, a small mistake will cost you thousands. A large mistake will cost you 10000 And you better be on your guard, on your toes, because any little slip, they got you. And they love it. They make plenty of money and will continue to do it if you're not 100% in control, have your financing lined up and ready to go. Shop price. uh, The new deal in uh, San Antonio is uh, we got the best price. Come on in. But they had dealer prep. As you know, we've talked about that. Just the worst job, wax. They had GPSs four ninety nine, uh, dealer preps five eighty, four ninety nine for GPS, which cost them sixty dollars. We all have it on our phone now, and pinstripe pinstripes one hundred fifteen dollars. Undercarriage yeah. undercoating that they don't do that's already on the factory, I believe, and uh, they just seals. What about seals and sealants? That's walks. Just spray. Go down to AutoZone, buy you a can of spray. Spray the interior. You don't need it on leather. And then in wax, they've already waxed the car once. They're going to wax it again. And it's almost like, oh, well, look at here. You have four tires. It'll be another $6,000. <laughs> well, you know. We're lucky it gets a steering wheel that they don't try to double charge you for. They will, and that's why they've got real pretty wheels and tires sitting on the showroom floor on a lot of them now to entice you to buy new wheels and tires and pay full retail price for it, and they keep your tires and wheels that are brand new. Put them on something else. Oh, yeah. They'll bring $1,000. So they swallow the $1,000 trade-in of yours, and they charge you retail for the tires. Quick thing, and we're going to talk about it next week a bunch. When you buy insurance on a brand-new car, you're paying retail money, and the car is valued. But in the commercial, it says... Remember, they had an accident, and how can I not make the first payment, and I'm going to lose all this money, just like the lady in the hail damage car. Right. But we're going to talk about why do we pay retail, the value of the car goes down, and I'm dealing right now, and I forgot to call them today, I'm dealing with a adjuster right now that the people total their car, and they owed a little bit too much more than than what they're giving them, and they're giving them wholesale for the value of their car. But and they're not even really giving wholesale; it's below wholesale. Well, they they're they're charging you retail prices, but when it comes time to pay off, they give it to you at. at uh, yeah, but you bought at new price, right. at high value, and now it's not there. We're going to discuss that next week. Radio, a bit. Insurances, man, that's uh, that's deep water, deep water. You were talking last week about. Uh, Gap insurance, and sometimes gap insurance is included in that. It dawned on me that we really were talking about something like Liberty Mutual does that charges you a little bit more every month, but they give you back a year newer and less miles than what you had on your car. Well, I've got... You pay quite a bit for it if you well, have it for a while. The uh, chiropractor uh, friend of mine wrecked his diesel excursion. And he's been dealing with the insurance company for three weeks. He can't get a figure out of them. Here's the key. There was an option to pay 20% over uh, the value that they give you. Now, if they're going to give you 20% over, is okay. But they're making up that figure on their time, their values, their money, and do they see that 20% extra they're paying? So do they evaluate it lower? They're looking at wholesale, not retail. Right. They're charging you retail. So where where do they where do we get any advantage? We don't. We're not designed to get any advantage. 
back settlers. In, We're back to being settlers. settlers. Huh? In 1982, you ready for a trip back to memory lane? I bought a Buick diesel. You remember when they were? Oh yeah, real, real worthless and real popular. Anyway, this car, I took it back to the dealership 17 times in 18 months. And then finally, my son did me a wonderful favor, and he wrecked it. <laughs> I mean, it was I thanked him for it every day since then. And uh, went to the insurance company, and they offered me, this thing now was a couple of years old, $3,000 for that car. I said, what? And they said, yeah. They said, unfortunately, they're not very good cars. I said, <laughs> "I said, well, unfortunately, I've been paying you Retail for a new price. car. Yeah. For a new car. And he goes, yeah, but he says, I, don't. I said, well, then if you think they're so easy to come by and so cheap, go find me one. You know what the guy told me? We're not car buyers. Oh, they're yeah, just going to tell are. you what it is. They call me every once in a while. Insurance companies trying to find a replacement for one that's been totaled. Yeah, for nothing. Every once in a while, I don't know if there's a lawyer stabbing them or somebody doing something to them, but we'll talk a little bit more next week about that. I'm looking that. forward to that. It's been another great show. I tell you, Steve Sorensen's been a mentor in my life. I tell you what, if I lived within 50 miles of this of that church, I'd be there every time he opened the door. And uh, if you catch me there on a Wednesday night, I'm at there. Did you ever have a bad dinner? No, I've never had a bad dinner. Had the best chili I think I've ever ate there, that's for sure. <laughs> Man, I tell you, she gave me a bag to take home, and I took it home, and I enjoyed it. She got, I had two meals out of that chili. And so uh, I didn't share it with Susan or Zach either. So no, they didn't even know you had it. They didn't it, know did I had it. I snuck it in. But, oh, I guarantee you, they've got the best food. But I tell you what, the teaching of Steve's been a blessing in my life. Fourteen years I was there in between services on a leadership class and General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.